Hey listeners, it's Danielle. Welcome to Female Intern. Um, before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that uh, Female Intern, the podcast, is affiliated with Knows Best. Knows Best is a proud POC woman and queer owned business based in Brooklyn, and they hand pour 100% soy wax candles that are toxic free with really sweet, cheeky names like Mountain Daddy, which is the one I'm um, burning right now uh, as I record this. Um, they also got Send Nudes, Bitch Goddess, Big Spoon, just really fun, and they smell amazing. Um, also, fun fact, each candle comes with a curated Spotify playlist and a cocktail recipe. So you can kind of have a whole vibe with just a candle. So check it out. You'll see the link to Knows Best in the episode notes for this episode. Uh, and alternatively, if you want to go visit it on your own time, you can also use promo code female intern. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, check out Knows Best. It's a business run by real people. They make really good stuff, smells super good, and that's that. <laughs> I feel like the last couple of people who've come in and done this show are like so freaked out by the like just like how it's lit and they're just like, what are we? <laughs> What's about to happen? I know. Well, it's I so, don't. I've never seen a video of this. It's, uh, there's no video. Oh, it's just audio. It's just audio. Okay. Good. Yeah. My, I was like, this is very dark for if no, it's a video. No. no. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Well, I'm not gonna lie. When I walked in, I was like, what did I sign myself up? Oh for? my gosh. No. No. It's just audio. I feel like, um, cause it's a, I mean, you listened to, to JJ's episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I find people, uh, it's, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm projecting cause like, this is how I, I feel more comfortable being open when I don't feel like I'm being watched. Um, I'm the opposite. I think it's because oh, really? I'm a narcissist. Okay. Are you a narcissist? Yeah. Well, It comes with the territory. Okay. Okay, cool. Bye, Connor. Are we recording? You are. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay, welcome to the show. Welcome to Female Intern. Um, I'm the host, Danielle, and today my guest, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Lisa Lennis. I'm hey, a Lisa. comedian mm -hmm. from New York City. Hell yeah. <laughs> Where in New York City are you from? I'm from Queens. I knew that. Yeah. Are you also from Elmhurst? No, I'm from uh, Astoria, Long Island City. Ah. Yeah, like Queensbridge. Cool. Uh, yeah. Is that where you, are you there now? I'm not. I'm like more on the Kaufman side. Okay. Like Steinway. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I would love to, you know, ask more questions, but you did just mention that you're a narcissist, which is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious how you like found that out um, or decided. Everybody determined. was like. You're a narcissist. Who's everybody? <laughs> like all my friends, my family. <laughs> they're like, you're a narcissist. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess I am. Okay. And then when I started going to therapy, she was like, you do have narcissist tendencies. Mm. And I was like, mm, sounds like my cup of tea. Sounds important. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cool. Oh, here we go. Um, When did you start going to therapy? Oof started going to therapy about last year last year a little bit after my birthday when's your birthday march 22nd coming up i know 
I don't like it. You not like it? No. Do birthdays make you anxious or No, I'm a nar in the in sense of being a narcissist, mm -hmm. like it's not just one day for me. It's the whole month. It's the month. Okay, so we're in it almost in almost. a few days. In a few it's days. It's about to be Lisa's My month. My birthday month, yeah. Okay. Do you have big plans? Do um, you plan? Do you are you like my friends have to plan the shit? No. I have like a birthday show. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm having like a big birthday show at New York Comedy Club. Hell yeah. So it's going to be fun. Last year I had it at the stand. So this year I went with New York Comedy Club, DJ, everything. Yeah. It's like every day I'm going to be like releasing a snippet. Yeah. I, when I say it's a birthday month, it's a birthday month. This yeah. is why I don't like when March roams around. Oh man, you have, a, you have a whole media strategy. Yeah, that's the thing. I get I get overwhelmed with like, the idea of having a birthday show because it becomes a big project it's mm. not something little no and like last year was it was just like promoting non-stop and also because it was a midnight show Ooh, is it a midnight show again no absolutely not <laughs> i can't do that again <laughs> what time is it at 7 p.m oh that's so reasonable so good i'm literally in and out that's so i can nice. do another spot after if i want to yeah or I can just actually enjoy my birthday mm -hmm. <laughs> and go wow, home. Wow, <laughs> those are great options. But yeah, oh, it's man. just like the idea of like just promoting nonstop. It's like it's my birthday and I'm enjoying it, but I'm not really enjoying you're it. You're working. You're on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's like it's that persona I gave myself online. Yeah. What's your – how would you describe your online persona? Um. A lot of people, like I've asked people this. I was mm -hmm. like, what does it look like? And they're like, you have like a very much, I'm a comedian and this is what I do. Um, sometimes I'll post a story and I'll be like, that's a little bitchy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but then I, even looking at like my um, my set, it's very satire. It's very blunt. It's very much yeah. like it's so good. dark. <laughs> it's very much dark. And I try not to have that on instagram because i want to surprise people yeah that's very that's very wise yeah it's like i want to give bubblegum pop mm -hmm. on instagram but i am very much death on stage <laughs> that's so <laughs> that's so accurate that is so accurate it's the bubblegum pop promo and then the mm -hmm. wow and then you get on stage and you're like this bitch is she needs I see why she goes to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> this is too dark. Oh, my God. Do you, f I, I mean, I I just saw you perform like a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, it is, are you drawn to like making jokes about dark things like overall? Or have you noticed like it's just become, you've tended toward that recently? I've always joked about the dark. I don't know. It was always something that was really intriguing for me. To laugh at something you're not supposed to laugh at. Yeah. It's like when you see a baby fall. <laughs> and you're like. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> that baby's dead. Look at that stupid baby. <laughs> that baby's so dumb. And then everybody's like, oh my God, why you, this is too funny. Don't do that. And it's just like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. My my brother, my younger brother, is a is a father and has a a, a baby who's about a year old, and she's like just started walking, Aww. but she's like that age where like their feet are still so pudgy, like they can't really balance on their feet. They're just like waddling, you know. Is she like the babies that have the rolls that you have to separate and clean. Oh my god, she just. <laughs> Those are the best. I, if I don't, you smell it in between those oh rolls, my it's God. so yummy. Oh, my God. I haven't. That sounds so bad. 
but like no you you're know. on record now yeah. you're on record now <laughs> this is really i can't take it back no more They're baby like, this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> but she's so like she's so bad at walking yeah. <laughs> like, I, my brother was like making fun of her he was like yeah she's just like so bad at it it's like so embarrassing for her yeah. and she's one so she, she doesn't well, really know she, about that yet does she have like if she's bad like do her it legs curve out no it's just like it, she's just really new to walking oh okay. to like so taking she's still steps trying to balance herself yeah out. no yeah. the whole thing is just really really new it's for adorable, her though. it's so sweet it's so sweet and she but it's like does she so still smell like a baby look i'm does. more invested in the baby and, than yeah I am how, how does she smell though like what does she smell like how does her head smell <laughs> yeah she's still she's she's baby do you know what i heard about that about what the smell on the head of the baby what so I used to so when I first because I'm when I'm not doing comedy I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. So when I first started doing childcare, it was at like the ages of like ten months to okay. two years. Whoa. That's when I first started, and it was only like nine months. And they, those are babies' babies. Yeah. And so I was like, I always ask. Well, I, I would my coworker would always be like, Oh my god! Like whenever we got a new baby in, she would be like, it Still smells like baby. <laughs> and I asked her, I was like. What is it about that smell where we just smell it and we're like, oh, yeah, so cute. It's like deeply hormonal. It's the woman's aroma. It's the like it's her like pheromones, really, her stuff. pheromones mm-hmm. that is given out, and those pheromones are the pheromones that give out during sex. Mm-hmm. And I was like. It doesn't feel safe anymore. That's a lot. Yeah, that feels like okay. I've entered into a really intimate thing. I'm it's like, like gosh, should I not be that. smelling other babies? Is that like <laughs> I stopped smelling people's babies after that? I was wow. like, oh, that's... I don't want to smell your mom now. <laughs> I'm not really trying to smell anyone's vagina. So, yeah. damn. But then you can't smell babies. I I've no. for the last few years I've been working with um with like new families with um people who are like giving birth and then the like their their newborns and just like a couple days a week like holding a newborn and like hugging a little newborn yeah. is just it's literally the amount of love that you need it's so it's good. like God, i never knew i'm missing this i need it now I need yeah it all the time. yeah it's really it's quite special and now i teach pre-k and i would rather rip my hair apart i thought you teach Eighth grade. Eighth grade. So in the set, I say eighth grade because that's where I started in school. Oh. That way I saved myself from getting fired. I was Okay, great, <laughs> great, great, great. So you teach pre-K now. Pre-K now. I used to teach, teach eighth grade, and that was a lot. Okay. Are pre-K, are they talking? Yeah. Three, four. Yeah, I teach them, you know, the basics that you need to know about the outside world. Yeah. One of my biggest things is that I teach them about is... uh your body and consent <gasps> because i oh my god it you're always you're amazing it always astounds me when i was growing up i ne- was never taught that never so i tell them you know even when they're playing if you see mm-hmm. if you like if a friend is touching you how you don't like if they're grabbing you by the arm just uh, automatically i don't like that please don't do that use kind words mm-hmm. and you know say or if like people like and here's the thing and i love that i'm teaching the kids that Mm -hmm. is i've taught them like whenever somebody doesn't ask for a hug it's to say i do not consent don't hug me yeah 
And like the other teachers are like, your kids are so passive aggressive. And it's like, it's not passive aggressive at all. It's me teaching them that they have their boundaries, boundaries. and you need to respect that. Boundary. Yeah, they're respectful. Like they, oh God, that's not passive aggressive it's at also, all. It's also because it's like, I'm the only like Latina in the school teaching. Oh my God, in the whole school. In the whole school. So they're like, Jesus. They're they're like, why are you teaching them to be so aggressive? And it's like it's not being aggressive at all. Yeah, having boundaries because I say is not don't. Being I don't consent for you to hug me. I don't have. Please don't hug me. Yeah, it's just basic words that you teach kids that they they grow up and they take it on. I see how a lot of um, like adults treat you know like toddlers, like just picking them up without asking, yeah. and just like you know, just kind of yeah, like. Okay, yeah, obviously, maybe, like, sometimes you have to do that. But um, I don't know, like, treat a small child with yeah. respect, right? Teach them respect. There's That's... also a thing. I don't accept the word sorry. Mm. For me, it's like, don't say you're sorry in my class. Show me that you're sorry by your actions. Mm -hmm. So I tell the kids that the words that we don't use in this class are, I can't do that. Um, I, I'll, it'll, never, it'll never happen. And we don't say sorry. Mm. Because I can't do that and will never happen. You're really pushing yourself. You're talking to yourself negative. Yeah. And just say instead of saying I can't do that, just say I will. I have to learn how to do it. So I try yeah, to reframe I try, it. I try to reframe it differently for them because they're so young. Yeah. They're so young, and you know these are ideally pandemic babies that I'm teaching. Yeah. So these kids are stressed because one they don't know if they can touch yeah. each other they don't yeah. know if they could be around each other for a long time like just last month we had to shut down my classroom because eight of my 15 kids had covid oh my god so i was imagine back on zoom for a good week whoa so with pre-k with pre-k oh my what god. am i gonna teach on pre-k i was reading a book and i was like we're done for the day take a nap yeah That's how do it. you do that how are you supposed to do that virtually I really was like, this is useless for me. I, I read them a book. And also I was uh, showing them, like, because we were learning about Black History Month, showing them Ruby Bridges and just, like, kid stuff. Mm -hmm. And then on science, it was just videos of, like, animals. Yeah. And that's it. And it, class would be one hour compared to when they're in school. It's like from eight to four yeah the whole day yeah so it's 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 difficult but i try to teach that early on just because it's something that i never had growing up yeah i mean what how did you consciously decide to start teaching that way like um, i don't know if you can identify like when or why it's when i was teaching eighth grade mm. because i would see how they would speak to each other and how they would talk to each other. And like a lot of, I would say like a lot of people will look at it as like that hippie type of teaching. And it's like, no, I would, I would, there was one argument a kid had, mind you, it was a predominantly black and brown school. And he basically was like, tell your mom, I said she was great. Or like, mm -hmm. you know, they were just yeah. going back and forth doing the your mama jokes. Mm -hmm. And then one kid was like, you took it too far. Because his, his mom was not in the picture. And then I was like, I think you as a person now have to reflect, sit down and see what you just said 
and check on your friend and see what you did and how that affected him. So when, and it's funny because I never thought I was going to be that person because at the time I started as a substitute teacher and then they permanently hired me. So to be that person, to be like, I'm literally now a nine to five mom, whether I like it or not. Yeah, yeah. And I have teenage girls coming up to me for advice and I have boys coming up to me for advice or even kids that, you know, they're just like talking shit and like on TikTok and just, you know, doing what they got to do. And it's just like, I am now like I have to be a parent now. Yeah, it's you're doing parenting. And it's so weird because I I barely am an adult. And you want me to be adults to others? Do you do you want to be a parent? No. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. I, I, I know. Feel, I feel the same. It's, it's just not for me. But it, I love. I love children. I love. I like. Yeah. It's not to say that I don't like children or I don't like the the opportunity to mm-hmm. like teach a child about like how to respect their own bodily autonomy or something with like simple things. Like I love children and being around them, but, yeah. but yeah, right. Like even being a parent from eight to four sounds like, Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of time and, and a uh, lot of kids. It is a lot. And then a lot of people, when I switched, I did the eighth grade to pre-K people were like, is it a big difference? And I'm like, honestly, it isn't. It's the same temper tantrums except with little ones. They don't know how to express themselves. Yeah. Eighth graders, oh, they can't stop expressing they themselves. They can't stop. I'm like, there's no shut off. Mm. So with pre-K, when they put me in pre-K, I was like, I just have to be concrete with them and be forward and be like, this is a class. We are people in society and you must respect each other. The same way I respect you, you respect me. And it's funny because, you know, we have I have pre-K students, but like all the parents are old because they decided to have their kids at an older age. Mm -hmm. So the way that they see how their kids are coming home and seeing how they're talking, they're like, my kid talks like an adult. Like, what did you do? And I was just like, I spoke to them like they're a human being. Mm -hmm. And not only one. Yeah. Little baby. Like, yeah. You're good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's. That's why. That's all it is. I was like, not that's all it is. It's yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. But but I've come to like you know, it's not just talking to them like they're an adult. You know, you also have to meet them halfway. Like, sure, you have to do like the silly voices and the silly. So that's where it's like now this is a show for me. Mm-hmm. Now I get to show my comedic side. Yeah, in class, which I love. Yeah, and they know that I'm a comedian. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, they, they're like, did you go on stage last night? And I was like, <laughs> I crushed it in front, of, <laughs> in front of five people at a bar, dog. Hell yeah. So it's Is like, it hard um, like to, to, to start your work day at 8 a.m. and to be doing comedy oof. at night? Yes. That seems, that seems kind of, that seems hard. It is. Especially like, I don't do it anymore, but I used to do... The midnight at the pair, mm. and I don't know if you ever worked at the pair. Mm-mm. They do; it's a eight people lineup. That's a lot, and I'm always dying. But it's always the best show, really, the midnight show, because you get like the kids from like Columbia, yeah, coming in, and they just they want to have a good time. They want to laugh. They want to laugh. They're like, 
we just got done with our midterms and mm-hmm. we, we're off tomorrow. So it's always it's always such a great crowd. But it's also like it's so draining. Yeah. So I'm leaving the pair at like two thirty in the morning to wake up at six. Oh my goodness. To go to work at eight. Not even that. There are moments where the E trains not even working. Yeah. So now I have to Uber home. Yeah. Which I just spent all my money. Yeah. From hosting to Uber home. Yeah. So I'm just like, ugh, this is Yeah, that's that's just, not worth it anymore. That seems rough. Yeah. Damn. But it I've kind of developed this kind of like system for myself. Like um, I try to have at least Sunday, Monday off from comedy. Okay. Just to reset. To catch up. Catch up, reset. Yeah. A lot of people are like, are you are you lesson planning? Are you doing this? And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> when I'm off of work, I'm off of work. Yeah. Lesson no. planning happens from eight to four. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, there's no, none of that. No, that's And they're like, improv. so what are you doing on your time off? I was like, resting. Like truly resting. People are like, oh no, you got to be out getting these spots. And I'm just like. Who's I don't want to burn out. Saying that's you. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to burn out. It's yeah. like I don't. I don't. I, it's okay if I don't get on stage one night out of the week. It's yeah. Okay. It's it's fine. Yeah. There's some. I will say like when I first started doing comedy, which was when, oof, 2018, 2019, okay. I like kind of started do- on top right before the pandemic. But I was doing college mics. I was never doing like these Brooklyn mics or like the club mics at all because I didn't know that. I didn't know that notion. So I started doing comedy um, open mics in my college, Hunter College. Okay. And it would be, and it was funny because it was just mics ran by me. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just do those mics. And then one day, a friend at the time said, Hey, do you want to go to the Creek and Cave? And I was like, like so excited because the idea at the time of being a comedian wasn't a thing for me i was like yeah i love doing these open mics but i don't know how far i'm gonna take it yeah and then i went to the creek and cave and it was a i can't remember if it was a tuesday or wednesday but it was a bucket mic Mm -hmm. and um i was like i just want to see the show like i don't really want to go up there and he was like too late because he put my name oh, into the bucket. In. And I was like, all right. So he kind of like forced it out of me. And I love that. Was this a, a, a comedy friend? Uh, it was a friend. Okay. It was just a friend, like okay. a college friend. Um, and it, I never thought anything of it. But then I went back the following week did it again. And then again. And then I got booked on the show. Damn. And then this is the be- the best part. So I got booked on that show, and that show was on March 16th. Oh, God. 2019. So did, did the show happen? No. Oh, my God. And I was like, wow. My first show, and they dropped it because of, wow. of a flu. At, at the time, the it was just a flu. Yeah. And we were just going to be home for two weeks. Oh, my God. And then the global pandemic happened. Wow. Yeah. What a whack start. It really was. And I didn't make friends with people in my class at the time so i didn't know if it was still going on yeah or anything like i only had one contact which then ended up like not doing comedy anymore Hmm. so i was like okay so how did you find your comedy people 
one day I was jogging. That's how you know the pandemic hit me. (laughs) I was just jogging through Athens Park. And I saw this flyer for a show called Tree Talk. And uh, at the time, it was uh, Max Manikoff, JC Mendoza, and Jared Waters. I'm having Jared next week. Oh, he's fantastic. He's so wonderful. I love him. So here's the funny part. So at that show, I went with my friend. I was like, I don't want to go alone. And I just want to like just see the show. Mm -hmm. And then it was so funny because at the time when I went to go see the show, the park was full, like a lot of people that I knew. Mm. I was like, what are the, there's a party called 9am bangers. I was like, those are the guys that run the 9am banger. What are the coincidences that that they're here? And the next thing you know, it's because JC Mendoza is friends with them. Mm. So I was like, wait, so there's a connection there. And then I I met Jared Waters. Jared Waters was like, you want to start doing comedy? I was like, I I do. And then next week, you know, he's put me on training day. Damn. So my first like official show was training day. Whoa. And then that's when I met again. I met Max and JC. Mm -hmm. And I just started going to mics with them because they were. Well, JC at the time was starting off with me, too. So that's like my classmate. Yeah. But it was just it just started escalating from there and then from there i met like matthew arevalo mm-hmm. and then we started a show and then it just i don't know it really like it was so fast to this day i'm like thinking back of everything and i'm like damn this really happened really really fast yeah 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 well like where where are you at now with it i think i'm at the point where it's like i don't want to burn out mm. cuz i hear about early burnouts a lot now because I last year I played the numbers game to the point where it's like it mentally took me out. Like you were just going and going and going. I had a goal, it was two hundred shows for the year. And I was I ended the year at two eighty five. Damn. And that's without asking. Like I don't that's that's another thing. I'm very prideful. So if I ask, it's because I need that. Yeah. Because I have something important happening. That I need a rep for. Yeah. So it just, I started getting really drained and I started talking to um, my mentor now, which is uh, Gina Brion. She was like, stop playing the numbers game. Hmm. Even JJ told me that. She was like, stop playing the numbers game. You're going to drain, you're going to drown yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because you want to hit every stage in a year. And it's funny because I see people like Jared who did like a thousand shows oh my God. last year. Yeah. He did a thousand ten, I think, something like that. And she was like, it's because Jared is almost eight years in and he knows. He knows the game. Mm-hmm. You are you're still a baby. You don't mm-hmm. want to drain yourself out. Yeah. And for me, I was just like, yeah, but who's? they're not going to know who I am. They're not going to know who I am. And it's like, JJ tells me this all the time. She's like, it's quality over quantity. Yeah. She's like, stop draining yourself out. You got to do four or five shows a night? No. If it's like something that's 
beneficial, yeah. But what counts is what you bring to the stage. Yeah. So that's when I started being more attentive to my material, trying to capture the audience, trying to bring out material that is representing of me and voices that aren't repped. Yeah. And so before that, when it was like the numbers game and just like trying to hit everything mm-hmm. or or even when you when you started out comedy, what what were you like dying to talk about? Like, what did you find yourself talking about or how, how has that changed? I felt like I was talking. I felt like when I first started, it was very much all oh, that homegirl. That's funny. OK. Also, Where, do you mind pushing your mic down? A little oh, bit? sorry. I just can't see you. Yeah. OK. <laughs> I'm very sure. <laughs> um, it was very much that homegirl that's funny. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, she has like good two, like two good bits. And then she does all the crowd work, which is fine because I see a lot of comics do that already. They just work off of crowd work. And I'm like, that's fantastic for you. But I want people to remember my stage. Yeah. So it was just doing like one or two bits that was like, I think it was like something about. I don't know, dating a guy that had a peanut allergy. Okay. I forgot I forgot even how that joke was. The went. really hard hitting stuff. Yeah, the hard hitting stuff. And like I remember I would do I would try to do I'm try I'm still trying to do this joke where I try to compare Gen Z to like a show where like the first couple of seasons were fantastic, but this last season is a season where the writers just put anything together yeah. and called it Gen Z. Yeah. And that was the one where I was like, <clears throat> maybe, maybe, maybe this type of material is not for me. I need to talk about shit that's happened to me mm-hmm. and make it relatable. Yeah, that's when I started talking about my weight loss and my dating life and my mental health and being a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing people gravitating more to that. Yeah, and I was like, I think this is where it's it. This is who I am on stage. Yeah. People see it, it like it is like that satire, but it's also storytelling at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, I talk, like, I did a show a couple days ago and I did the bit about my mental health. And this girl, young, oh, she had to be like 19. She came up to me and she was like, I just want to say what you said on stage was so raw about mental health, especially being a woman of color. And mental health being the way that it is seen in our community, it's not that great. And it was just so raw, so relatable, and so funny. So when I when I heard that, I was like, maybe, maybe I'm doing something right. Yeah, yeah. That's the like, oh, this person's gonna remember. Yeah, and it's so funny because that bit is new. Because I I felt a switch in my head. I was just like, I'm really much playing these numbers games for what. Who am I impressing? Yeah, there is no like board where it has everyone's stats. I know. I've seen like, I've seen people, I mean, I don't want to use, I, I, I'm i not saying this about Jared, but I've seen people like Jared who have a thousand ten shows, which is great. He's passed at almost every club except for the seller in New York. And that's fantastic. That is his accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But what is the end game? Yeah. For me, it's like, I know my end game. What is it? Um, I just, I want to be that representation I never had growing up. Yeah. You don't really see a lot of like fat Latinas. Like, nope. 
being represented on stage. Mm -mm. And if you do, it's like they're the bitch. And it's like, yeah, I'm the bitch too, but <laughs> I <laughs> but can do it better. But a different kind of bitch. <laughs> I can do it better. A Gosh, unique bitch. You didn't even okay. ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, we don't really get to play that, like, I don't know. We're always the comedic relief, which is great, but it's always like the most stereotypical type of comedic relief. Yeah. And it's like, no. Like, that's, I could. That's tired and like, there's so you're a full person <laughs> exactly so i want to be that representation i never had growing up by just being that person that gets it like where i can i'm i could sit down here and we could relate on one thing yeah and i've done the job i don't need a thousand and three hundred shows to prove that yeah it's great because you get the reps in and you get to to you know work your shit in oh no of course like it has you know it's not com it's not purposeless but yeah but i've seen comics that have hit every stage and you're still doing the same tired set yeah or what? that's something i see i notice a lot where i'm like i notice some of the some people who i you know bump into or who are very like you hitting anything else after that? After this, do you have any other spots tonight? Are you going to how many mics did you do this week? Who are kind of like trying to like yeah. you know compare stats? I'm, I'm like y you know you're you're working out so much so frequently, but you're not really doing any getting stats. better. Exactly. So what? Like it's not even that. It's like I'll see comics that are on that are on like these club shows all the time, all the time. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you're doing the same joke you did last year when I met you. Mm -hmm. You're not even adding a new tag in there or anything. You're not adding any new rawness. What are you doing? Yeah, what what's that for? Like, what's that doing for them, I wonder? And I'm just like, but then again, you know, they're also that type of person that, like, works off crowds. Mm -hmm. They do crowd work and over to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Put a little bandaid over it. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any new material, but I'm going to make you laugh just by talking to you. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great for you. I mean, it's a, it's that's a legitimate skill that like, yeah, great. Have it. Yeah. Um, and again, like, you know, of course, not all, not all, <laughs> not all comics. But yeah, I see that a lot. Um, it's easy to get into the into the numbers game because that's a very like it's measurable. You don't have to like think too hard or do like this internal work of like, who am I and what's this about? But it's just go, 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 go. You also see that in the club babies. Sure. You don't see that. The Brooklyn elites don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah. They don't. These motherfuckers that are literally at Union Hall all the time or at Little Fields or yeah. the gutter. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that numbers game. No, no. I don't give a shit about that at all. No. You know what they care about? Do you know what they care about? I don't. Oh, I was asking. Genuinely. Oh, I, that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I they don't would care love about to know. anything. They they just want to get those reps in, get noticed, and get like get on SNL or yeah, something. Yeah, that seems like they care about SNL. Is they care. Yes, <laughs> all the Brooklyn comics just want to be on SNL. Yeah, right now. yeah. It's kind of it's kind of it's a little it's a lot. <laughs> no, um, but it's also like how our comedy is class system here i don't think people i see people that come out of town and they're like what like how how do you make it and it's just like there's two different classes you got the club babies and you got the brooklyn elites yeah <laughs> yeah 
the that's club it. Babies, you nailed it. You the nailed club it. babies are the ones that are hungry out there, barking mm-hmm. at the grizzly pair mm-hmm. or barking for any other show. Like I know they bark also at St. Mark's Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and those are the club babies. Those are people that are barking for like that check spot. They're you know moving on up in the club scene because they they've earned that, and you get to meet different crowds that way too. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. A lot of crowds in clubs are very much tourists, mm-hmm. international, it's and you a, get to it's work so like good. It's so good. I yeah yeah. I've yeah. Do you are do you identify as a club baby? When I I'm trying to get into the Brooklyn scene, mm. but I realize because I've started out as a club baby, either people see me as a snob. Hmm. Or very intimidating. Mm. And it's just like, I'm neither. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't know where to go when I started comedy. And obviously when you hear comedy club. Yeah, that just makes the most sense. It makes the most sense. So just like every new club baby, I did the industry room. And then from there, I started working into the club scene. Mm -hmm. I started doing shows at The Stand. started doing shows at St. Mark's Comedy Club, New York Comedy Club. And from there on, it was just like, that's how I was building my rep. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I did like a couple of like Brooklyn shows here and there. But I never saw anything of it. So now when I do like Brooklyn, because this is is how the system works. Do a couple of mics in Brooklyn. You get booked on Brooklyn shows. Mm Mm-hmm. The same thing, you do a couple of mics in clubs, you get booked on the club shows. Here, you got to do like six months of mics, and then people are like, oh, did you hear about Liz? Did you hear about this? Let's get her on the show. Let's get her on the show. You start, boom. You blow up through the Brooklyn scene. And that's how it's supposed to be going. Now, the Brooklyn scene's very much industry. Yeah. I've never noticed that until recently. Mm. I was like, is that a rep from so-and-so? That's another rep from... I was like, God damn, all these reps are in this fucking Brooklyn show? Yeah. Especially at the gutter? I'm like, dude, I did... Um, I didn't do it. I went to go see it. Um, comics You Should Watch. Yeah. Bro, it was every rep in that room. Damn. And I was like, this is the show I need to get on. Yeah. So once you... But there's a ladder. Mm-hmm. Even when I did Union Hall... I feel like Thanos. Like, I want to get all the gems to be a Brooklyn elite. <laughs> like, I don't know. I know what, what it you is. mean. I feel like it's hard not to. It's hard not to want that. Yeah. Like you see, like oh, the shiny spots, right? Shiny and it's spot. like, oh, like I've done um, Union Hall. I've done um, BCC. I haven't done Bell House uh, or the Gutter. Me either. And like you know, the one that's on top is Littlefield. Yeah. Once you get on gutter, um, Butter Boy, it's a wrap. <laughs> I made it. I'm not talking to nobody. Yeah, I'm done. I don't have to try anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see one of these Brooklyn comics on there, I'm like, now I know what you did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me get, let me, I'm going to collect all those gems. Yep, it really is. It is the Thanos thing. It is. And if you become one of those comics that like, just you hold each each like gem in one hand, you got you're a club baby and a Brooklyn ooh, elite. Ooh, you're ooh, ooh. you're lethal. Yeah, that's... you're lethal. You start going on TV or you start. So that's why I see a lot of people that are in the Brooklyn scene get things before, and I'm like, that's because you knew how to work the system. Yeah, 
Did you did you ever bark for for clubs? <sighs> I'll be honest. No. I can't even bark for my own show. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. I remember one time uh me and uh JC were barking for Bodega Kids and I was like, comedy show, comedy <laughs> show. JC was like, please go inside. <laughs> That's enough. We've he had was enough like, for you're me. You're done. You're scaring people. <laughs> I was like, I've never done this. Yeah. That's one thing, like, I I don't, I mean, I don't uh, put down anybody that barks. No. As much as stage time you get, you can do it, do it. I fully applaud you for barking. I'm just, my personality can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, mm, no, you, okay, you know comedy your strings. show, no comedy. Okay, <laughs> bye. Yeah. Like, I'm, I just let it go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, Yeah, I I, I I worry I'm, like, far too soft-spoken. I'm like, hi, um, would, do you like comedy? And, like, I start whispering, and they're like, what? Do you work for uh, Garlic Renaissance? Mm-mm. Momo's, like, TikTok famous, so. Oh, I just met him at your show. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, know who he was. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, he's TikTok famous. I was like, who's yeah. TikTok? Cause who I, is TikTok? I don't know. I'm literally not on there. <laughs> um, yeah. I just found out I'm TikTok famous. Are you really? Uh, I have like uh, 11K. Oh my God. But I got famous. Exactly. Oh my God, that's nothing. But like, it's because everybody sees me on Hannah Burner's thing. Uh, yes. And I'm like. I have seen you on Hannah yes, Burner's thing. I am the one that holds those videos on my back. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. I am that bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. I got noticed on Bedford Ave the other day because of that. Whoa. Yeah, it was gross. It was gross? Yeah. Why? People were like, oh my God, you're the girl from Hannah Burner. And I was like, my name's Lisa. Yeah, I have Hi, a name. Nice to meet you. I'm a person. They're like, you're, we always wait for your response. And I was just like, thank you. Did it, but that felt bad? No. It just felt weird that I was getting noticed for Hannah Burner. Right, right. So, yeah. yeah okay. And it's just like, <laughs> and it's funny because I have like several clips that have gone viral. Mm-hmm. And then with Hannah Burner, I just went, boom, I shot up to the to the top. Yeah. And it was funny because I never thought she would put me on that. Why not? I don't know. One day we were just sitting at the stand and I was like, oh, wait, I know who you are. You're that girl that always puts the men on. Mm. And I and I joked around with her and I was like, whenever you need women, whenever you want to put women on, yep. you know, call me up. And she was like, two weeks later, she was like, come do it. And when I got there, she was like, you're the reason I started this. I was like, oh, that's cool. Good. Yeah. Freaking good. And then I went to go do another one and it was like every female in the comedy club scene was there. I was yeah. like, first of all, none of y'all bitches were here the yeah, morning first started. You weren't complaining. <laughs> <laughs> or asking for shit. Oh man, but man, uh, it was it was it was weird, but it's also like cool. Yeah. Do you feel are are your is your like close support network mostly like people who you've met from comedy, or do you have like a you have your real your real people like outside of it too? Um, my closest support system right now is like, um. JJ Matisse and Zubi Ahmed and our friend Allison Kadena. And obviously my... Is Allison... Did Zubi used to do like an Instagram show with Allison? Yeah, Talk Shit Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk Shit Tuesdays. Oh my God, I used to watch that all so the time. It was so good. It was great. I was on it. I was on it. I was great. <laughs> I, you should see I that I believe episode. it. I should. That's Where is how, it? Where can how, I find it? 
Is it archived somewhere? Yeah, it's archived on our pages. Oh my God, well, get, send it to me. I will watch it. That's literally, we. I got on Talk Shit Tuesday because we started Bad Babies, the comedy show. And I did not know that they was like, we need to talk about your toxic life and oh how toxic God. you are dating. <laughs> and then that's how I, I was like, this is going to be such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's juicy. It's juicy. But, uh yeah, those are my support systems. Um and I, I use JJ lightly because there are moments where I'm like venting OD and I'm like, whoa, I'm sorry, JJ. <laughs> I don't mean to throw this all on you at once. Because it's also like you don't want to be that person that like throws all their shit on somebody. Yeah. That's why I started going to therapy. Yeah, I was I wanted to get to that. Like what what was the like kick in the butt to go there? Or the tap on the shoulder. I don't know what, what like. I started seeing behaviors that I never noticed before. Hmm. Like, I became very, very paranoid. Okay. Very paranoid. and You became that way and noticed? Or you just sort of yeah. started to notice? No, I, I be started becoming very paranoid hmm. after certain things. And, like, even talking to people, I was like, oh, my God, I should have never said that. I should have never said that. I should have never said that. Why did I say that? And then I start beating myself up for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I can't stop thinking about that situation for, like, three weeks. Yeah. And then... Oh, man. There are moments where, I like, the FOMO got really aggressive. Yeah. Where there would be, like, Zuby would go out with friends, and I would be like, why didn't you invite me, no stupid one told bitch? Me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would, I would, she would be like, Whoa. And I was like, it's okay, you can have friends, but Jesus Christ, you should have fucking told me where you were. <laughs> and then it it just started getting like that. Yeah. And then um just certain things where I was like, this is not healthy. Mm -hmm. Especially when it came to men. Yeah. Where it was like I kept accusing every guy I started talking to, I was like, You're cheating. You're cheating for no reason. And I mean, they were, but it was just like, it was so aggressive where I was just like, you're a liar. And this is why, because I, I would do really, really aggressive things that turns out to be very toxic traits. Like I would like create a, create a fake profile uh, to catch you cheating. Yeah, Who yeah, fucking yeah. does that? Honestly, Me. I've been hearing a lot of people actually do that. Yeah. Cause they're fucking nuts. <laughs> Cause and they need therapy. Yeah. But there's actually, there's quite a lot of, um, dude, it was so, like, you know, private investigators. Oh no, I didn't go that far. I don't have that money. No, no. I mean uh -oh. like who are just do like you're doing the, the, the private even investigate, like you're doing those sophisticated yeah, you turn tactics. Into a CIA agent yeah. 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 Nowhere. You're like Overnight. You're sleuthing. Dude, there are websites outside them to you whenever you need them mm -hmm. where like you can watch somebody's Instagram anonymously. Damn. Yeah. Anonymously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said a, I said anonymous. Anonymously. But like I understood, you know? Yeah, but <laughs> it was just like I would start doing things and I would start creating stories in my head. So so that's something that you you started doing but you didn't you weren't always doing that. Like you know no, like a it long was, history I, of so, doing that. I I used to have this joke about these chicken head friends I had in college who taught me certain things where I, even in the set I was like this is a little bit crazy. I'm not going to do that. And then I found myself doing it. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is too much. Look at me doing it. <laughs> doing it now." And then it got to the point where I was like creating stories in my head. 
where it's like, I was dating this one guy and he had the worst history ever with women. Where it was like, you are top notch, the worst person <laughs> to be with. But also, I am Captain save Yeah. And I'm going to save you. <laughs> it's going to be different with me. It's different. It wasn't. It was the same exact thing you did with the other women. And I would try to catch him in his lies. Mm. And it would be me catching him in his lies. But also, I'm lying because I'm catching him in his yeah, lies. Yeah, you're lying to ca- to do the catching. And, it, and it, the lying started getting more. It was like doubling down. Oh, man. And I was like, this is, I'm. I feel like I'm a compulsive liar now. Whoa. Because it wasn't like, he would be like, oh, what are you doing today? And I would be like, oh, I'm busy. I'm not. I'm not busy. (laughs) I want to be with you. I want to be underneath your skin. Yeah. But because I have to lie and act like I'm not interested to be with you. Right? So now, oh, what are you what are you doing? What are you busy with? Oh, I have like three spots in Brooklyn. I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> I've never been to Brooklyn. I don't even know. What train do I yeah. take there? <laughs> and then he's like texting me throughout the day and he and like he and at night he's like, Oh, how did your first spot go? It was fantastic. I murdered. I never had a spot. <laughs> I never I haven't did. left the room all day. I never did it. I killed fifteen minutes. I don't even have a fifteen. I don't have fifteen. <laughs> don't even have it was it a comic oh fuck yeah <laughs> i don't know some people like have some it was pe- like my one and only okay yeah i don't after him Do i was rule? like absolutely not okay yeah how come unless you're really rich and repped i'll fuck you okay <laughs> no nah. how come no. because he was a comic that like everybody fucking knew that was a piece of shit okay like even my homeboy was like why are you messing with him he's like the worst person in the world damn and i was like damn <laughs> not with me Mm-mm, it's different it's uh. different and then it was on and off and then he would be like oh we shouldn't do this because we're quote unquote co-workers oh man and i was like be fucking for real right yeah. now you are fucking all these other ones. So what's the difference between me? And then I realized that aggression, the compulsive lying, mm-hmm. was also translating into my regular friendships. Whoa. Where it was like, it was getting bad. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even Zuby last night, she was like, girl, not the, the world is not about you. Uh, yes, the fuck it is. <laughs> my world is. My world is. She's like, there are people that need kidney transplants. And you're <laughs> over here, like, stressed out. <laughs> like, I was like, girl, what are you? I was who like, gives a shit who about cares kidneys? about me? Yeah. And she was like, you need to go to therapy now. Yeah. I started going to therapy because I was like, okay, maybe. Were you resistant to it at first? I was. Because I'm like, I'm Latina. The household... Latinos view therapy like a little person. We know they exist, but keep that shit over there. Mm. Like we don't, we don't fuck with it at all. That was a horrible like analogy, but that's the only way that I could think of. Does it? Is it like, oh, that's a luxury for other people, or like that's kind of bullshit? Like it doesn't work. It's bullshit. I'll never forget the time I told my dad I was feeling depressed. I was like, Dad, I'm feeling depressed. He was like, Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that's it. That's that's that, and that was that. He just walked away. That's so funny. My mom was like, "Yeah, I mean, does everyone gets that? Everybody gets <laughs> it. Like, really, everyone is like crying on in the, on the bathroom floor at work four times a day. That's normal. I should, yeah, yeah you know, everyone has m- moods like that. Yeah. Okay. 
And like, I oh, when I told my mom, my mom actually was really supportive of it. That's awesome. I'll be honest. My dad, not so much because he's like this Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Like, yeah. He just doesn't. He he, he was doesn't like, know that. Like that's not his he life. doesn't. He's like, are you healthy? Are you okay? Are you bleeding? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I, I don't want to hear about it. I don't yeah. care for it. Yeah. My mom, on the other hand, was like, oh man, like maybe maybe you're just not maybe you're just too much on your phone. Hmm. You need a nap. Yes. Take a Have day you for water yourself. Water today. <laughs> yeah, and she would see it more as like. It's because you're not being healthy. Yeah. Oh, you need to stop eating red meat. You eat too much red meat. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I haven't eaten in three days, mom. This is the issue. Yeah. Whereas like habits, like I haven't eaten in three days because I'm paranoid. I haven't, um, I've shut down. Everything turned off for three days straight. People were calling me nonstop. What's wrong with you? What's going on? Where are you? Where are you? I didn't go to shows. I started dropping shows left and right because I was like, ugh, that show's all the way in fucking Harlem. Fuck yeah. them. And I started talking very negative to myself. And I knew it was very affecting very much my comedy because I was like, well, if they're giving her stage time, they'll give me stage time because uh, nine times out of ten, I'm way better than her. And it's true, but it's also like I don't have to talk like that. Yeah. She's also like somebody that's in my path. Yeah, and like – Usually, you're. Pro- I'm assuming. I don't know what what motivates you generally with comedy. Oh, like your big the the big vision to like be the representation. Yeah, that and also it's like, this is something I've been very consistent compared to the rest of other things that I've done. Yeah, like I worked in hair and makeup. Yeah, for four years before I started teaching. Mm. And I worked in studios like Kaufman. I worked at like. I did Orange is the New Black. I did makeup on that. I did Blue Bloods. And yeah, it was successful, but I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. I hated, like, I love makeup. Makeup and hair will always be that love for me. I just don't like people. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, doing it for other people. that's That's not why you're into it. And a lot of people are like, well, you're in comedy. You have to deal with people. No. When I'm on stage, it's me time. It's me time. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about myself. Yeah. And as a narcissist, I love myself. <laughs> you it, definitely want to hear this. It's you, about me. You, it's you definitely about me. I would listen if I were you. So when I'm on stage, it's just me. Nobody yeah. else is on stage. Do you feel like are you do you have a competitive edge with comedy that I like do. motivates you? Oh, I'd be seeing people in my class and I'm like fuck him I'm gonna get on that show too and mm. next week I'm on that show or fuck her uh, she's not even funny watch me pass her and I do so it's like that's when that so you negative, have that but that can like that can get out of control yeah so yeah. I started talking to the therapist and I told her all the things that was going on she was like you got acute borderline personality disorder what was it like hearing that it was like, I was like, I'm right, sis. I'm cured. I'm good with one therapy session. I don't need to come back. I, I shut down. I was like, I don't want to hear that. And I don't want to hear that at all. Yeah, who who To does? see the referrals that you're going to go get analyzed for borderline personality disorder. Like, I'm some kooky person. Yeah. I had to go to the back of the hospital. Do you know that the mental institution is in the back of a hospital? Oh, man. Every hospital. Yeah. 
I didn't know that. That's why I like back in the day they used to say that. There's like shut up before you end up at the back of the hospital. Because that's where the crazy That's where it go. is. Yeah. So imagine like because I had Medicaid and you know, that is the worst health system ever. Oh, it's bad. So I had to go to like New York Presbyterian in Harlem mm. and they're like, you have to take this elevator to this elevator. Oh my God. For Answer this riddle under a bridge. Yeah. Oh my God. So when I got there, it was like every Looney Tune in that place. And I was like, I don't belong here. Why yeah. am I here? Yeah. And so they analyzed me and they're like, it's not officially borderline personality disorder. It's something that can be controlled because you have to, you have to work on it. Just keep going to therapy. I was like, thank God it's not actual borderline personality disorder. Because if I would have had to be on that medication, all that other stuff, I mm -hmm. would never do comedy again. Really? Yeah, I feel like, because I was looking it up and I was like, this is very draining. Yeah. I don't know. Even people that have like bipolar disorder. It's hard. It's so hard to manage. It is. And like and to just, take care of yourself. and I, To juggle that and comedy, I don't know. There are some comics that have it, and I'm mm -hmm. like, you're you're doing great, you're doing very fantastic. Yeah. So when I went back, she was like, "This is what we have to work on. This is what we have to work on in order for you to be the person that you want to be." I kind of saw therapy as like a comedic manager, mm -hmm. where it's like, "What do you want me to do for you?" It's like, I, I, I need you. I need you to stop the voices in my mm -hmm. head. From telling me to be paranoid. Yeah. And so there's certain like, you know, she was like certain mechanisms that help you out with that. And I, and I was doing it. And I, you know, just talking to yourself nicely mm -hmm. once a day works. I didn't know that. Yeah. When I started doing that, I was like, this is gay. <laughs> that's every uh, literally everybody everybody think they're like what be nice to myself this is i would it's literally she was shit. like this is what you're gonna do for one week you're gonna look in the mirror and you're gonna say you love i love you and you're gonna look right into your eyes and i was like i don't want to do that <laughs> i don't want to do that at all she's like that's how you're gonna start off your day yeah and then from that i started doing it once a day I was like, oh, I love you. And then I just walked away. <laughs> the next day, I love you. And yeah, I just walked away. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> and then the next day, I love you. I started little by little loving the idea of saying it to myself. Yeah. Because I was also that person. I, I still don't do it. I don't say I love you to anybody. Really? Unless it's like my mom or dad. Okay. Because it's gross. I don't need you. Why do we have to express ourselves that way? Why are you saying? That's so fun. That's so funny. I used to have a friend who would say it all the time. And she would get mad that I wouldn't say it to her. I was like, we're not fucking. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's too much. She would be like, I, I would give her a cup of water. She'd be like, oh my God, thank you. I love you. And I was like, stop. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now you need to port. And yeah. I'm not trying to be your anchor right now. Yeah, I can yeah, barely yeah, yeah, hold yeah, myself yeah. up. And it would just be like, oh my God, you never say I love you. You never say I love you to me. And it and it was funny because she would do it publicly. Ooh. Honestly. Uh, so she's like, really she's not gonna her. say I love you to me, but I love her. And I would be like, stop. That's gotta stop. <laughs> do you feel are are you like um are you 
hesitant with love. Oof. I don't think it. I don't think. I don't think love is real. Okay. Like, if I, 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 I that sounds so wrong. No, I. I also should say, like, I, I, for the last few years, kind of started subscribing to the idea that love is not something you feel; it's something you do. Like, it's a choice yeah, you make. Exactly that. And it's like. I'm invested in your growth. Yeah. That's what it means for so, me. Yeah, that exactly. That's how I feel. It's like, it's not an emotional thing. It's like, I wake up and I see you next to me. I love that. Something that hasn't left. Mm -hmm. It's also like the abandonment issues attached to it. Yeah. Right? Or it's even vice versa where they see me and they're like, you haven't left. Or if somebody that sees me for the crazy that I am, that's still there. And I'm still like, like, no, no. I'm like okay. I'm here. We're invested in each other now. Mm -hmm. We're 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 married. <laughs> you saw my butt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's like you saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're we're in this together. But for me, the terminology "I love you" because I see people throw it around so much. Yeah, I'm like I no longer the same way I tell my students. I'm like, don't say I'm sorry. Right, right, right. The I love you for me would be how you are know you gonna, my love Are you going to actually show up and like yeah. do it? You're going to show up and yeah. do it. How do you, like, so when you, if you're going to show love through action, like you specifically, what does that look like for you? For me, like, my love language is um, touch, quality time, and gifts, like, uh, like, not physical, like, um, how, I forgot what it's called, like, um, like you show love by like, rem like if I was going on a date with you, and you're like, I love flamingos, and then the next time I see you, I get you a flamingo pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's vice versa, sure. right? So it's like the little things yeah. that I love. Yeah. And for me, like I try to do that. I try to learn my partner's love language. Yeah. Because I feel like that's very important. That's how you learn. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting down with you. And I'm, I love our conversation and I love how we are with each other. And I'm now feeling attracted to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn your love language and I'm going to try to hold on to that. Yeah. But I feel like that can only go but so much. Yeah. Because you can show that to that person and then not know what your love language is. So yeah. then now I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off because I'm doing all of this. And I don't get any of that back. So yeah. now I am automatically turned off. Yeah. So then for me, showing love would be listening to my partner's love language mm -hmm. and seeing that they're reciprocating it back. Right. And us coming to together and just being like, this is what we are. Yeah. And that's how I see love. Yeah. Because that idea of like, Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. That means nothing to me, dog. No, it, right. It's like it's just words. Do you know if how it's many just words, say it's I just love words. you to me on a daily, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. it's it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, love me by Venmoing me two thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no word. <laughs> That's yep. That's love. Like, are you are you currently in in a relationship with anyone? No. Is that something you're? Uh, you're I was talking trying. to a guy, mm -hmm. and I was trying. I was trying because I do. I do want to be in a relationship, and like I gave him the benefit of doubt mm -hmm. because he's ugly. 
Okay. And like, <laughs> I'm pretty. You're quite beautiful. Exactly. So it's like, not you try to act more prettier than me. Yeah. Ooh. Are you ignoring me now? Oh my God. Are you? That's crazy. Wow, that is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hit you. Yeah. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing. It's like I in previous relationships i i would get myself into trouble because of that Mm. and i think um i like have to fix that about me somehow like okay yes i'm pretty but i also have to be cautious of other people's feelings (laughs) and it's just like no they're ugly like (laughs) they don't have feelings love me and show me that you love me and maybe i'll think about showing it back yeah that's so how do you even, so are you, do you only like, will you only start talking to pe- someone or start seeing someone if they are the initiator? Yeah. But that's also because I'm a big girl. Mm. I don't really initiate. I only initiated once and it, and it worked. Okay. I, after that, I was like, I'm not going twice because okay. I feel like I'm going to drop the ball on that one. Okay. Um, I usually wait for a guy to come up to me and hit on me. Only because because I'm big. I don't know how to say it. It's just like that social construct where it's like the big girl who's funny. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Does it feel like you're taking up like you're. I don't I, I mean, it's so. It, you you've mentioned like um that people some people find you like intimidating or that's another thing right and so Guys, i i can yeah. imagine like if you've been told that enough times it's like well then i'm not gonna keep putting myself in the situation like where exactly. people keep misinterpreting it as like me being intimidating and so you come to me you know like someone who can see that i'm actually just a normal person there's there there were there was a moment where a guy came to one of my shows and he was just like uh just coming to see a comedy show. He didn't know it was my show or anything like that. And mind you, when I'm on stage, I'm I don't wear like revealing things or anything because I want people to hear my words. Mm-hmm. So that's my choice that I make. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other comic, if they want to wear whatever they can, right? Yeah. For me, it's like you know I gotta I gotta cover this juicy body up mm-hmm. so people can hear what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know what you're working with, like you know exactly. Yeah. So it's like when I'm on stage, I'm I'm Lisa Lennis. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. When I'm off stage, I'm Lisa Lennis. <laughs> I'm just I'm vibing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, you know. So when this guy came up to me, he was like, "I don't usually do this, but do you want to get a cup of coffee?" Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm down for it." And during the coffee date he was like i'm not gonna lie to you i was very scared going up to you and i was like why would you say that because you're you're mean during your set i was like i mean during my set but i'm not a fucking animal yeah it's like how do you expect to like i I think there's something there's something really like tricky with stand-up in particular because like it's just you it's just me up there and like some of the best stand up feels like so raw and so yeah. authentic. And so you just kind of I imagine as an audience member who's like not 
someone who performs it and is like in on the craft themselves. Like you're watching it and it feels like I'm 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 seeing the person. Yeah. And it's hard to remember like, okay, yes, I am seeing the person, but I'm I'm not seeing the whole person. I'm seeing the part that they're choosing to reveal on stage. You're you're seeing an act. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. I mean it is me, but it's not me. But that thing, right? It is me, but it's not. Like that's it's an exaggerated a, version of myself. Yes. So, Do you think I'm really gonna walk around and point out every red flag you have in front of you? No, I'm trying to fuck you. What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> I'm not crazy. I know you're a slut. Let's be sluts together. Yeah. Like, it, the, this doesn't make any sense that you think that I'm just going to, like, be that person on stage off, on and off. I think that's also, like, their insecurities talking. Yeah, right? so like, this guy, in particularly... He said that, and I was like, "Oh, you're so silly!" Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, just trying to get that free meal. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> he like a couple of weeks go by, and we're still talking nonstop. And then he goes, "I don't know. Like you're out all the time, and you're around other guys, mm. and you're. I don't. It's like I also don't want to become a joke." I was like, "Oh, excuse me. Who do you think you are? You want to be I'm a joke?" Fuck off. Yeah. I. It's like, oh, oh, I'm so good. I'm going to become a joke. No, you're not. You're like one out of the 10 guys in my DMs right now. Relax. Yeah. It's I would always find it so funny. Like which dudes would be like, oh, or, or are you going to put this in your comedy routine? And I'm like, you fucking wish. Like, you fucking wish. You but have not what? done anything. I wasn't like, going to, but now I am. Yeah. Just to be spiteful. And I'm going to go viral on TikTok oh because of it. God. You haven't been memorable, but now I'll figure, yeah. I'll find something to I'll say to make you look bad. You. Yeah. That's what I said, because I talk about, I do talk about men that I've, I've had uh, relations with. And I love how I said that. I love how you said that. You sound like my like my orthodox teachers. Like men and women can't have relations. Oh my god, I love that. I really did. I can't. Lisa's out here having relations. I'm having relations, right? Because <laughs> I do. I talk about it, but it's also like it's like two guys that I mentioned in my set, but the characteristics that I say about them are like the different guys I've dated. Sure. To make it a, a cool little bit. It's a composite, like it's a composite of yeah. like, you know, it's not so a then, real, like that also, right? It's like, you're seeing an act, I'm talking about this guy, but it's like, I'm talking about four guys, you know, in yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I'm talking about, I'm talking about 10 guys in one. Yeah. Okay? I'm not talking about I'm you. taking all the weirdest from all of them and making Everything, it one person. Yeah. And then, it's it's weird because I I just slowly started teeting her off for that because I don't want to just be seen as that girl that talks about her dating life. Sure. So I started talking about more raw stuff, but it's also like the way that this guy put it, he was like, I don't want to be a person in your set. And it's like, who do you think? What kind of person do you think you are? Yeah. That's when I was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't going to work out. And then... I started seeing a pattern because he wasn't the only one. I started seeing that a lot of men are intimidated mm -hmm. by female comedians. Yeah. And I think that's crazy because everybody says female comics aren't funny. I know. I'm like, what are you scared of? What are you scared of? No one's. <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. I'm just like, so we're just sitting down and you're telling me that you're that good that you want to be a bit in my set. Yeah. Or like, 
or you think, or are, are you hiding something? You know, something's off about you and I'm going to find out and you don't want that revealed. Yeah. Like, what are you, what, what's so fragile that you oh, can't man. be joked about? Like, um, what? I'll never forget the time I was dating this one guy and he was like, I should write you a bit. I should write you. A, I'm gonna write you. <sighs> I'm gonna write you a five minute set. I would love to see. I, I would like, love to see that. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh, thank you for your thank you for your knowledge. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Have some decorum. Okay? Just some humility. You live in your mom's basement. Yeah, that's also a thing. Like, especially for comics who are able to be so, who are able to present so much like authenticity on stage where yeah. you're like oh yeah i really feel like i'm watching that like i'm it it doesn't it doesn't feel quite like an act yeah like oh you think that didn't take work to like put together you think i'm just like bullshitting and you could just whip that up in a in like in an afternoon people like, think that we go on stage and make this shit up yeah i think some this people like do but here's like, the material yeah that we're working on yeah Different reps. Yeah. 285 reps from last year, mm -hmm. from what I remember. Yeah. And then you think you five minutes out of thin air? Come on. No crowd work? Let's go. Oh, yeah, fine. Let's see what you got. <laughs> Some people do make up. Sometimes they just do work, but that's working off of crowd work. Yeah. And that's great. But not me. I like my material. How do you, how do you like generate or develop material oh i'm ass when it comes to pen and paper i am ass so for me it's like <laughs> i do this thing <laughs> i don't want to well uh, whatever we're here i do the thing where i pretend i'm on stage in the shower oh okay yeah no that's that is how i do it and i'm like i because like there's there are moments where this tag keeps running in my mind mm. and i'm like ugh I'm going to have to take a shower. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a shower and run it out. Because mm -hmm. the shower is my mic. Okay? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, truly same. That's where I get certain tags where I'm like, oh, that is hilarious. And I'll just, like, the this new bit I was running, I was running it in the shower out loud. And my aunt that I live with was like, you, you have to stop doing that. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I have to hear myself in the shower. I can't stop. You She's can't. like, I'm hearing you say the same thing over oh. and over. And I could hear you pacing in the shower. Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, because that's my process. That's my process. Because even if I'm an I artist, go, what do you want? Exactly. Even when I go to a mic or something and I'm running the new bit and I try not to do no like try not to play around with the crowd or anything like that because I hate I hate when I do that when I see comics do that I'm like I'm like why are you doing crowd work now do the material that you're writing yeah, dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 just me processing how I want to say it out loud yeah in the shower yeah because even if I write it down on a piece of paper it's not gonna feel the same written is different than spoken so yeah, so for me, it's like I have to have a crowd to see if it works yeah. or if this is something. Because I know for a fact, even if this one-minute bit doesn't work out for me, 
I have several bits that will that will pick up the energy. Yeah. It's not something that I'm going to gain or lose when I when I try to do new material at a like a bar that has 15 people. Yeah. Like I'm not losing it. So for me it's just whatever is running through my mind at the time I'm going to say it out loud in the shower over and over and over and then I'm going to go either to a mic or I'm going to run it at this show because nine times out of ten I don't have time for mics I can't keep going to a bucket mic and being 46 out of out of 60 I can't mm-mm, do that mm-mm. and the and the bucket mics are worse I feel like that's why I love some of the Brooklyn Brooklyn comic mics because they have Google Docs where it's you like sign, a up, sign up, pre sign up. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I know. I have. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, but it is right. It's like there's 15 spots. Crazy. I'd say. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And and there's one that I never get selected for. I'm like, one day you guys are gonna rue it. Which one? Um, it's one at a Friends Island. Friend Island. Yeah. And woohoo. When Waffle, Waffle. Waffle. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Waffle House, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never yeah, pick I'm me. Same. <laughs> if you hear one day, this, one you're day. gonna rue the day. I hope you guys know that. Yeah. Whoever runs those mics, I'm gonna smack you. Silly. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. Smack. This my... is probably why people think I'm intimidating. Because <laughs> I'm. Oh, because you're threatening smacking. <laughs> nah. Yeah, but no, that that that's the thing. Like the thing with bucket mics is like you can I like show up, go up. I like that I just don't have to Yeah. I don't have to know where the link is and what day it goes out and right, that's a lot to keep track There's of. There's one mic that is constantly like booked in like an hour. Mm-hmm. And that's that comedy mob mic, but that's run through the club. Yeah. And I'm like, this is too much for my blood. I can't do this. Yeah. I I would like to I have to, I would like to learn how to start. I also have my notifications off of my Instagram. So oh, same. Oh because my there I are can't moments. Be having that. Yeah, there I are cannot. moments like where I'm working, and then people are texting me, messaging me nonstop, and I just, I just, I can't. I deal mm-hmm. with it. I can't deal with it. Mm-mm. And I used to have this guy who I used to talk to. He used to call me through Instagram. All the oh time. my god, Instagram I was like, calls. And I, he had my number. That's the best part. That's a that's a red flag. Exactly, that's confusing. Extremely red. Flag. So you what? had my phone number. Why do you keep calling? What are you me doing? Instagram. That's really weird. Are you okay? Probably do you not, not know how a phone works? That's weird. It's weird. It's really weird. And then he would be like, "Oh no, I don't." And I was like, "Yes, you do." What? Okay. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, 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 no. He used to do that all the time, and I would just be like. I turned off that um, thing where they can call me through Instagram. Yeah. And he got pissed. <laughs> I was like, well, this is what you get. Like, call me the way that you you call people. Like, exactly. He never did what? anyway. He never did after that. I was like, you're useless to That's me. That's weird. That's really strange. You're useless to me. So, yeah. But, um, so, so you're starting a show soon. A, a podcast with Zubi Ahmed. Oh, yes. We're starting it. It's called Lemons. It's called Lemons? Okay, yeah, it's right. so stupid because we literally... Were, <laughs> so our friend Allison um, at her apartment, we um, were just sitting around and we saw mics on the floor and we started talking into the mics. The mics weren't connected to anything. And it, it was so funny to us. And I was just like, we should be in a podcast. And then she was like, what would we call it? And I was like, why don't we call it what our show is, Bad Babies? She was like, no, we get flagged all the time. That's another thing. We would get flagged uh, all the time for that. That's why we never got to sell out. We we had to sell out damn. like through like our people yeah. and not outside. 
because hmm. Instagram advertising never let it happen. Yeah. So then I was like, well, what would we call it? What would we call it? And we kept looking around and there was like this bag that just had a lemon on it. Mm. And Zuby was like, lemons. And I was like, thank God you were going to say it because I was going to say it. <laughs> so we were like, lemons, lemons podcast. And it's about being toxic. It's about being toxic. I love it. It's like we're bringing comics on just to see what your toxic traits are. Yeah. Everyone's got, we've all have them. Everybody has it. People talking about, oh, I'm not toxic. You're, you're literally just saying what you are. Like, right now. we, I don't know. We've all, I can't speak for anyone else, but like. I could speak for everybody. Good. You're toxic. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. So, like most people's parents are, you know, oh, and like yeah. you, that's where you learn how Especially to be. Especially if you're a millennial, we had to deal with all that trauma from the other generations before oh us. God. Like, you're going to tell me you're not toxic. Mm-mm. You probably still walk around with Vicks behind your ears because of your toxic <laughs> parents. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> There's some of y'all literally do the spoonful of turmeric so you don't get sick during oh the winter. Oh, my God. You're drinking spices. Like, you're toxic. Yeah, you you're know. toxic, dog. Oh, my God. Well, we are, we're coming toward the end of the studio time. Oh. But I'm wondering if you can tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok underneath damn underscore Lisa. So it's D-A-M-M-N underscore L-I-S-S-A. It's Lisa with two S's because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people ask me, them, why do you have Lisa with two S's? I don't know. I'm stupid. I like the two S's. <laughs> Did you choose it? Yeah. It's not my real name. Oh, what's your real name? Can I ask what your real oh, name yeah. is? Oh, yeah. My real name is Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah. But I went by Lisa because growing up, uh, my dad used to DJ for Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam. Mm. And I used to sing her songs all the time. Ooh. And he used to call me Lisa. Okay. That's oh, that's her. so yeah. sweet. Yeah. I love that. So I kept the name going. But okay. I'm not saying, like, my real name is Elizabeth Rodriguez. Okay. So I just used my mom's maiden name. Okay. Lisa Lennis. Because right. you know how many Rodriguez's are in the media? This... I'm not gonna keep that going for my dad. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Fuck him. Mm-mm. No, I'm joking. I love him. I love you, Dad. Love you. <laughs> but there's enough Rodriguez's. Yeah. There's Lisa. no Lennis. There are not. No. And no, I also love hearing people say my name. Yeah. Alyssa Lennies. <laughs> you must there must be so many variations that you hear. Oh, when I first started it was like uh Lena Lemon. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, you got the alliteration correct. Yeah, they the see the pronunciation was crazy. They see the L, and then there's just like they make up the rest. Oh my god! And every time I did a spot at Broadway, they were like, "Uh, it would the it would be reversed. It would be Lennis Lisa one time, and then it was uh Lenore. Man, they really Lenore Lennon. They're really taking liberties. I was like, Yana, know my fucking name. Also, like it's just. How do you how do you mess I don't know I don't know how people mess it's it up but like they're always messing it up it's fine it's Lisa it's Lennis. Lisa Lennis yeah and people should follow you you're performing constantly yeah you're such a you're such you're such a good performer oh, it's you. so fun it's like it's just so fun to watch you, you can perform. also follow me at, at Bodega Kids Comedy yeah you should definitely follow Bodega that. Kids is a comedy show with the best Latino comics in the city hell yeah. So for the culture, by the culture. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, thank you I for having me. It. I had so much fun. Hell yeah.
All right. Well, that's it, Connor. Thank you, Connor.